Let's celebrate life with a little bubbly. Welcome to Bubbles of Wisdom podcast. I'm Maggie, a law librarian with strong family values and a small business owner who offers a lodging alternative to hotels. My superpower is connecting people to resources. And I'm Danny, an entrepreneur, portrait photographer who happily captures the wonders of all my subjects. I'm an optimist who believes that the cup is always half full. The goal of this show is to inform and entertain you, the woman over 50. You are comfortable with who you are and excited about the future. Our mission is to celebrate your challenges and triumphs with a glass of bubbly. At every show, we will introduce you to a new sparkling wine, Prosecco, or champagne from various regions of the world. So sit back, relax, let's have some fun as we embrace life. When was the last time you had an opportunity to be ball gown ready? With this ongoing pandemic, it's hard to figure out when we will be wearing gowns again. In this episode, we will discuss one of my favorite topics, fashion. We will discuss high heels, to wear or not to wear. What is our most have outfits? We want to celebrate even the smallest moments. And definitely, we want to dress for more than the occasion. And we will also discuss confidence, the ability to wear that dress with flair, to carry it off. I honestly have to admit that I owe Macy's thousands of dollars and really should have listened to my friend Yvonne and purchased stocks in Macy's for the amount of money I've spent in that place. (laughs) Yes, we do remember how you love shopping at Macy's mainly the Chicago Macy's with the valet parking. I like Macy's as well. I used to love Century 21. Ooh, that was my favorite. I do have a few designer pieces, but I have to admit that the last few years, my shopping has been photography years. A lot of it I purchase online. Do you shop online, Maggie? Um, I shop online, but I don't really shop for clothes, right? For some reason, I'm still really old school. I mean, if I'm taking a dance class, yes, I will shop for things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do not shop for my serious clothing online as much. The places like for casual clothing, I'll go to Old Navy and I will also use, what is the name of that store? Oh, it escapes me. But those things like casual clothing, but not really dressy clothing. Occasionally, I do have to shop. Actually, you know what? Let me backtrack. And let me say that Macy's is the only place that I do my online shopping for dressy (laughs) clothes. (laughs) Well, again, back to Macy's. (laughs) Back to Macy's. I'm telling you, they should send me some money. I expect the checks to come in like now because, I mean, I'm giving them some free publicity. Not that they need it, but I'm doing it anyway. Well, we love them. We do love them. Yes, we do. We do love them. I do shop online, but the only times that I will shop online is when I know exactly what my size is. It's a store that I've been to. I've tried on the clothes and I know what I'm going for. Those are the only times that I'll shop for clothing online. And they tend to be which stores? It's simple things. It's mainly things like gym clothes, 
you know, things like that. Yes. So again, the casual stuff, right? Yes, definitely casual jeans. You know, if I know a specific pair of jeans that I like. And to tell you the truth, it's at Macy's too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, they need to send you a check as well. All right. Whoever's listening to this, if you work at Macy's and have a contact, send them to us, please. Send them the contact information because I am a huge shopper and Daniela seems to be going that route as well. (laughs) And I firmly believe that there are certain must-have items like... Well, the little black dress. I mean, that's like a staple. Absolutely. In addition to the black dress, I believe you must have a ball gown or a fancy dress or dresses for, you know, those special occasions like weddings or fundraisers. Danny, what do you think? Yes, definitely. Nothing is more frustrating than having to shop like right before an event. And of course, you cannot find the dress. You're running all over the place and you're trying on all kinds of things and nothing works. You bring up a good point. There have been times when I spent hours running from store to store looking for the right dress only to find that nothing fits. Nothing fits. (laughs) Not even in your closet. It's like suddenly nothing works. Oh, that is absolutely the worst. Dagger to my heart. It's such a sore subject for me because I can't blame COVID for this. This is before the pandemic. It was always an issue for me. I've been extremely self-conscious about that. And I guess I think that might be a topic for another show. What do you think, Danny? Yes, yes. Let's keep that for another show. I'm going to bring you to something else now that we're talking about fashion. One thing that I love to do is watching those Oscars and, you know, all those uh, award shows on TV. The fashion is to die for. I miss the Met Gala. We didn't have it last year. I miss it so much because I get a lot of inspiration from all those big shows. Did you watch the Oscars? You know, I didn't watch the Oscars and I sort of glimpsed at the dresses and I saw Zendaya. She looked absolutely fabulous in her dress. But I can remember past Oscars. You are absolutely right. Those dresses are absolutely dropped and gorgeous. Halle Berry always looks fantastic in her dresses. J-Lo is another one. J-Lo, Beyonce, they always look spectacular. But I didn't watch the Oscars this year, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, you can definitely see some of the dresses online. I totally encourage you to take a look. And one of the reasons why I like to watch those shows, it's such an inspiration for me. It gives me great ideas for, you know, the next gown to add to my studio wardrobe. For Daniela Money Photography, I have a number of gowns that are available to my clients. And my latest acquisition is this gorgeous gold gown from Sugar Rain Designs. She's a young lady who lives in California and she does a lot of clothing for photographers. She's amazing. But I must say that I always make sure to have pieces that fit most of my clients. Like I have some tool skirts that have been made so they can fit pretty much everyone. I always have a few, you know, different pieces, different colors. It's a lot of fun. I love playing dress up. And when you select the dresses, do you typically have the targeted audience in mind or you just gather the inventory per se? 
It's a little bit of both. I do make sure to have gowns, you know, thinking of my clientele, which is more the mature woman, 40 and up. But I also have a lot of gowns that have been given to me in all sizes. So it's a little bit of both. But I don't take everything because otherwise the whole house would be full of gowns. But I'm always happy to take a look at something new. And, you know, yeah, it's fun. It's just fun. And it's inspiring. And I remember when I was the subject of your photo shoot, I felt so glamorous. It was awesome. I was wearing a hot pink gown. And to this day, I have to say it was one of my favorite photo shoots. I felt as if I were on the red carpet attending the Oscars like a superstar. And people who know me know that I love, love, love to dress up. And, you know, I always make sure that I have extra costume jewelry to match the dresses. I receive a lot of compliments in them. And perhaps someday I can carve out a side hustle doing that because I really take my time. Another plug for TJ Maxx, because that's where I buy a lot of my costume jewelry. And so, uh, you know, I take my time. I really enjoy buying them. So I'll buy pieces and then later on, I'll be able to match them with various dresses. So I really, really enjoy doing that. Well, why not? You certainly have a flair for it. I mean, I've seen some of the pieces that you have. I'm always impressed and I'm always saying that I wish I had, you know, those long fingers like you to wear those gorgeous big rings that you always have. (laughs) I love, love your jewelry. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Exactly. I have a question for you. Do you believe in wearing age-appropriate clothing? I do like to wear a muumu from time to time. Does that mean I'm becoming my mother? Well, actually, your mother, I don't even think your mother wears muumu. <laughs> but perhaps, she, I don't think I've ever seen your mother in a muumu, now that I think about it. Yes, she does have a few. Yes, she does. She does have a few. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not a fan of muumu. Not the typical muumus. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I have this girlfriend of mine who is younger than I am and she absolutely loves them. And she likes the typical mumus, the ones that are flowered, right? And they have the little buttons in the front and then you, 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 the claps that you clip on. I think those are like the typical mumus, right? But I guess it's also how you wear them. And I think you have an interesting story regarding that. Yes, I actually do. Of course, you know, I'm on Instagram quite often. And there's this lady, she was on a reel that was posted by the Instagram account Fly Ageless. And she was wearing a gorgeous muumu. Well, some people came back and said, it's not a muumu, it's a kaftan, whatever. She was wearing this gorgeous piece. And she was saying, well... What I love about Mumu is that I can be naked underneath. And I'm like, yes, girl, I agree. (laughs) Ooh, very risque. (laughs) Very risque. Yes, yes. But hey, so it's all about, you know, how you feel. It's about if you feel comfortable and confident enough to do it, why not? Absolutely. During a recent conversation with a group of women, we were talking about the confidence it takes to wear certain clothing. Actually, you forgot to mention that we were having that conversation when we had our party, our launch party for Bubbles of Wisdom. 
That is so true. That's where the conversation came from. You are right. Yep. That was such a fun party. It was. And it was actually, the conversation was great. It was such an eye-opener. And I agree. And others may not think you look good, but if you feel good, you can carry it. You know, full-figured women, I've seen a lot of Instagram images, right? Where full-figured women are wearing the same clothes as smaller women. And there's an Instagram account that I love called Grassfields. And all the women look great and the clothes fit them well. So I absolutely adore that because it doesn't matter what size you are. It's how you feel. It's the confidence that you portray, right? You can wear anything as long as you're confident that you are looking good, feeling good. It shows. It shows. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. It's all about how you feel. And if you're confident, people will only see beauty. That's right. And I also think that, you know, it doesn't matter what age. It's not about the age. It's not about the size. It's all about confidence. That's what fashion comes down to. That's exactly what it comes down to. And a few months ago, I was watching a show and Paulina Pariskova, that famous model, was talking about wearing a bustier in her 50s and taking a selfie and posting it. Now, Paulina, famous model. You know, in her 20s, it was okay for her to do this. She was sexy, young, and in her 50s doing it, you know, she looked fabulous, but she received a lot of negative comments about that. People were saying that she's too old, she shouldn't be wearing that, et cetera, et cetera. But the woman looked fabulous. So I was completely shocked by the response that she was receiving out there. And it's just unfathomable to me because if you look great, why not? Why not? You look fabulous. Wear it. Who cares? I totally agree. I think if you look fabulous and can carry it, why not? It's all about your personality and your confidence, the way you want to express yourself. I don't understand why people feel that they have the right to dictate what you wear and how you should wear it. Exactly. And for the most part, I bet they wouldn't look as good in a bustier. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> and you know what? Since the pandemic, my fashion has become something very simple. Of course, you know, like most people have been wearing my slacks, you know, I've got my sweatpants in the winter and a lot of leggings and t-shirts. That's mainly what I've been wearing for the most part. But I've also taken the time to downsize my closet to the bare minimum. I got rid of so many things, all those things that I was keeping in the hope that I'll lose the weight and someday I'll wear it again. You know, all those size six dresses. And I'm like, okay, just let go and make room for more. So I got rid of them. Of course, I ended up with a lot of leggings because that's all that would fit. But hey, <laughs> maybe even too many leggings though. <laughs> oh, there's no such thing as too many leggings. I have them in different colors, different lengths, you name it. I have them. They've been the most comfortable saving grace during the pandemic. And we're working from home. So really, that is the new fashion home office gear. That's what I call it, home <laughs> office gear. <laughs> I agree. 
And you know what I've decided to do? I was reading an article in the Sisters from AARP talking about capsule wardrobe. And that reminded me of back then in another life when I studied the fashion styling. Well, it was an it was image management more than fashion styling. And we were thought that to basically create a basic wardrobe with some specific pieces that all match in regards to style and color. Let's say you have skirts, you have trousers, you have blouse, everything can be mixed match. And, you know, you may have 10 to 20 pieces, but you end up with so many different combinations. So that's a whole wardrobe. And I've been thinking about it. And I think that's what I'd like to put together as we move forward into a more open and more fashion forward life. <laughs> of course, it has to be beautiful and comfortable. That's my new fashion model. Absolutely. Beautiful and comfortable. And I think for me, I already do the capsule thing in a way because during the winter, my basic colors are black, blue and white. They all, you can intermix and they all match. So basically, <laughs> I've been doing it without realizing that's what I'm doing. I have the capsule wardrobe. <laughs> and I wanted to go back to something you had mentioned earlier. I moved in June and I had planned to downsize my wardrobe and also remove the items that I've been holding on in the event that I lose weight. But... Mm-hmm. I just gained more weight, right? With the pandemic, we don't want to talk about that. That's for another show as well. (laughs) You know, I started dressing up again, like going to church. So right now I'm traveling. So I dug out a lot of my nice dresses with a pair of heels. So I hope I can still wear them, but I want to be comfortable. But on some occasions, do call for the heels. So I plan to just suck it up and wear the heels I think for a few hours, I can bear not being extremely comfortable. I totally agree. And And I think Daniela has two stories for us. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Two funny stories when we talk about heels, because just like you, I decided, you know, I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to wear heels. So I went to a 75th birthday party and I was wearing heels. It was amazing. I was dancing and I, I could not believe that I was still able to dance on my heels. And believe it or not, in the middle of a dance, I felt a very sharp pain on my leg and I could barely walk. I had to quickly go to the car. It was with my husband. He helped me. We went to the car. I sat for a moment and I had my flip-flops. So I switched into my flip-flop for the rest of the evening. So I'm like, all right, that was my first attempt, first heel since pandemic. And just about last week, I went to a renewal of vows, which I think was really beautiful. It was nice to see them, a couple in their 70s. But all that to say, again, I'm wearing heels. I have this pair of palms that I adore. I've had them for years. Quality, Italian-made, and I adore them. They're red. (laughs) And I wore that with my cute red (laughs) And you love the red shoes. You know that. You know that. I wore them with my cute red dress and I'm walking with one of my friends over there. We're going to the bar and suddenly pop, something popped out of the shoe and I could no longer wear the shoe. I had to again go to the valley parking this time, ask them to bring me my flip-flops that I had in the car (laughs) and I wore flip-flops again. So 
I'm like, maybe it's time to just, you know, give up on heels. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. A lesson we can learn, one thing, always be prepared with a, a, a pair of flats just in case, right? Yes. But, you know, perhaps it was the universe telling you it's, it's time to purchase new shoes, right? <laughs> which is, you know, brings me along the second topic, which is that shoe shopping, right? So a, a friend of mine told me that we definitely need to go shopping for shoes. And he suggested we go shopping for Manolo Blahniks. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Perhaps he's lost his darn mind because there's absolutely no way I can walk in a Manolo Blahnik, but I'm willing to try and I'm going to take him up on that and go shopping for them. Listen, you must have at least a pair of Manolo Blahnik. Did you not watch Sex and the City? Uh, not really. I did not watch it, but I know all about the shoes, but I just can't imagine. I guess I can always sit there and pose with the Manolo Blahniks. <laughs> These shoes are not made for walking. They are made for sitting, so definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the song about the shoes made for walking <laughs> one of these days. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say that when I first moved to New York, that was one of the first things that I did was sales of the Manolo Blahnik, a sample sales, and I ran there. I don't know if you remember because I know I kept sending you texts. What do you think of this pair? What do you think of that pair? <laughs> I ended up buying two pairs of Manolo Blahniks. I still have them. I have not worn them for years, but they're still there. They're like, oh, I love them. <laughs> well, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'll keep you posted and say new pictures as well. But again, I think post-pandemic, granted, I am wearing those mid-size heels, but I think I definitely need to practice. It's the truth. I haven't worn high heels in about a year and a half, almost two years now. So I definitely need to practice before I start wearing these shoes. And that brings us to another conversation, our fashion must-haves. So, Danny, what would you say your fashion must-haves are? Well, hold on, hold on. Before we go to the fashion must-have, I'm just going to say one thing. I believe that wearing heels is just like, you know, riding a bicycle, you never forget. Of course, of course, of course. I say that practice in that a bicycle would provide more support than a pair of heels. <laughs> you can't go tumbling in a bike, that is true. But being on those stiletto type heels, hmm, I need to practice. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying never, just practice, that's all. And you never forget, you're absolutely right. But as you were saying, fashion must have, yes. My fashion must have are the following. First and foremost, girdle. And by girdle, I mean, you know, like a good Spanx or one of the above, you know, you got to have support. Second is the little black dress or the little red dress as well for me. I must have a black dress and a red dress. And of course, cute flats. I'm all about flats, so I need to have those cute flats and leggings. Those are my fashion must-haves. That's good. That sounds great. For me, they're definitely leggings because working from home most of the time, I need to be comfortable. The girdle, when I'm going out, I need to suck it in, if you know what I mean. <laughs> nice dress. I mean, it can be a black dress, red dress. It just has to be a cute little dress. 
and the mid-sized heels. I've already discussed the high heels, et cetera. But I think the mid-size, the thicker heel, you know, I feel comfortable wearing that and can spend all day on the mid-size heel. So those are my go-tos. But I do have to say that I think overall, the industry seems to be focusing more on casual dressing. If you look at what's available online, like I'd mentioned Old Navy or The Gap, the casual, but even Macy's as well, you see a lot more casual clothes and they're finding ways to just kind of modify the clothing and just make them look more comfortable. So I think the industry is going towards that route. And I agree with that. I mean, I was recently talking to my brother-in-law and he was telling me how he would go on Zoom meetings and still, you know, kind of wear the shirt and everything. But now everybody has moved to the T-shirt. Everyone is wearing a T-shirt. And whether it's at home or going to a meeting, I think people will still keep the casual look, but maybe add a certain flair to it, adding their own personality to it. And that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to just take my own personal fashion style up a notch, adding a little something to it that says, this is me. Right. But I do disagree with your brother-in-law because I don't think T-shirts are appropriate for a Zoom call. And on even on our calls, it's so funny you said that. We have calls every Monday morning and the men wear long sleeve shirts and still almost as if they were in the office. And I guess it also depends on the line of work you're in, because I think the T-shirts might be IT people who are more casual and have always been that way. Yes, I agree. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So we want to thank you for listening in on this episode where we discuss our pre and post pandemic wardrobe, our fashion must have post pandemic. We may not have had a lot of opportunities to get dressed during the pandemic, but we firmly believe the opportunities will come again and we will be ball gown ready. Yes, get your social calendars ready. And we would like to ask you to share all your pandemic fashion with us on our Instagram account, Bubbles of Wisdom, at Bubbles of Wisdom. Send us pictures, share with us. We'll be sharing ours as well. So we look forward to see what you post on Instagram. So now we are getting into one of our favorite part of the show, the sparkling wine tasting. And today we are taking you all the way to the Czech Republic with Vinya Herzanovi. I've never had wine from the Czech Republic, so this is a first for us. Yes, definitely it is a first. Me either. I've never tasted any wine from the Czech Republic, so I think it's going to be interesting. And on top of it, it didn't have a cork, so no pop, you know, as we <laughs> usually get. <laughs> That's very different. However, it makes it a lot easier to open, right? Definitely, definitely. I pretty much open it like uh, like a beer bottle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very easy, but I do love the pop. I like yes. to hear the pop. Well, we're accustomed to hearing the pop with sparkling wine, right? It goes without saying. Yes, yes, yes definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is very different. It's a pet gnat, which I'm not familiar with this term. So I had to do a little Googling for this. And pet gnat is an abbreviation for pétillant naturel, a French term that roughly translates to natural sparkling wine. 
I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. For me, it's new, just like you, Maggie. For me, it's very exactly. new. Very new. So it's a wilder version of sparkling wine like champagne. And what is interesting about Pet Nap is that the French, that the traditional champagnes like Cremant and Cava, and we've talked about these in on our previous shows, are made by combining one or more still dry wines, basically finished wines, adding a small amount of yeast. But Pet Nap is like a junior version of this really complicated champagne process. And so I think the French call it something like a traditional champagne process, right? Yeah, méthode ancestrale. That's right. So this is very interesting. And so as we take a sip. Yeah, let's have a sip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's dry, you know, as I mentioned before, it's very light and fruity. Yes, definitely light and fruity. And I can see, you know, the grapes are pretty much the Mueller Turgo. Mm-hmm. And there's a tiny bit of Riesling in it. Oh, I love Riesling. The German Riesling is a little sweet, but very good. And I taste some citrus, maybe like grapefruit. Yes, yes. I agree with you. And, you know, as I swirl it into my mouth, I'm trying to do more of that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) As we're supposed to, right? (laughs) As we are supposed to, not just drink, drink, drink. Exactly. (laughs) As connoisseurs. Yes. (laughs) When I swirl it into my mouth, I can see that it's very flavorful. When you just taste it like that, I feel that it's really light. But Mm -hmm. that little swirl gave me like, oh, this is very flavorful. Yes, yes. I see that. You know, I'm trying the same thing. Oh, yum. Yes, it is very flavorful. And Mm -hmm. I could see pairing it with a nice light fish, like a Bronzino. Or what do you think you'd pair it with? You know, maybe a charcuterie plate, you know, some cheese. Yes, I can definitely see that. But something light, because of that first state that is so light, I feel that it should go with something really light and easygoing. Yeah, that's why I said the fish, very Mm -hmm. light. Definitely seafood, of course, very light. Yes, Um, yes. Yeah, Mm, this is delicious. This is delicious. Oh, this is really good. Again, you know, whenever we talk about sparkling wine, definitely on a nice warm afternoon, this is just the best thing to do, sipping your little sparkling wine. And I can see myself doing that. And also, I love the bottle. I think it's very simple. Yes, the bottle is definitely eye-catching. I've never seen a bottle like that. I think the yellow label just makes it pop, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was looking online, I saw a lot of others with the red labels. And I think those are more of the red wines, of course. But that, I agree, that bottle is definitely eye-catching. Yes, yes, it is. And I don't know, but I'm almost feeling like a little aftertaste. I'm not sure if it's an aftertaste, but... Is it a bitter aftertaste? What kind of aftertaste? Let me taste again. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with a few tastings. Mm. I'm not getting that bitter aftertaste as much. I'm not sure. Maybe it's what I ate before. (laughs) Ah, that's true. That could be, yep, that may be a factor. Yes. And definitely that little Riesling is nice. It's a nice little kick. I can feel that, you know, just a little bit of the sweetness from it. Oh, great. So this is definitely a thumbs up. Yes, thumbs up. Great for the beach. Great for a summer afternoon. 
And we'll provide all of the information, all the details regarding this particular sparkling wine on the website so you guys can go out and purchase it. Yes, and definitely great all by itself too. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) I totally agree. All right, that was a good one. I enjoyed it. All right, then we'll keep them coming. Yes, definitely. All right. Thank you for listening to Bubbles of Wisdom podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with your BFFs. You can find all our information and join our mailing list at bubblesofwisdom.com. You want to keep this conversation going? Follow us on social media, Instagram at Bubbles of Wisdom, Facebook, Bubbles of Wisdom, and of course, Twitter at Bubbles underscore Wisdom.